concept. I'm always like comparing yin and yang rainbow gatherings that have different feels mm -hmm. because of dif different underlying conditions. Yeah, I was glad to be able to finally make it back to Katua. Mm -hmm. I have love for Ocala, but that still seems to kind of overlap with my uh, my trim season because mm -hmm. I tend to three to six months. Three to six months are typically. You done a few Ocalas though? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely more than a few Ocalas. Like I love Ocala, mm -hmm. no matter how rowdy of a shit show it can be. I fucking love Ocala. Like it's like because we've been wintering. A lot of us have been wintering, and we're ready to fucking reunite. So a lot of us come to that warm space, no matter how chilly it can be. And it's yeah, it's like it's one of the larger regionals. You know, so it's like a mini nationals. I've know? heard some people even call it the winter <laughs> nationals, or at least used to back in the day when it was more than a thousand people every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. And every Ocala I had been to in my previous years were a thousand plus people. You know, the last one that I went to that the permit was signed and then they gave me some slip saying that I had to evacuate the woods by the following day. Like, that one was a much smaller gathering, too. So it was, like, the harassment that we got from local law enforcement was a little... It's it's that permit process. No one should have signed that permit. Like, I came from California, and and I came to go camping. Just because they happened to be there, other people happened to be there, I, I had to leave. Like, the whole permit process was... It, it, it fucked a lot of things up. It fucked a lot of things up. It was a huge inconvenience, and... A giant butt sore, like the butt hurtitis is like still. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna just rush it from California all the way to Ocala anymore. You know, I'm not gonna drive three days straight with sleep, drive, sleep, drive. You know, like I'm gonna meander if I happen to be there for Ocala. Okay, great, but I'm not gonna. Tell rush me about it something right. that you accidentally found at Ocala in the middle of the night. Oh. Uh, how about instead of the middle of the night, how about seed camp? Okay. So, my first Ocala, my very first rainbow gathering, my very first time going camping ever. Now, like I said earlier, I had grown up in the woods. I would grown up hiking in my woods, off trail, on trail. I was comfortable in the woods. I had just never actually slept in the woods. So I wasn't really stressed about being there. But I was a little shy about being naked and bathing. So pooping, I didn't really know how to poop in the woods. So it was like I had to ask people, like, what's up with this? They were like, well, at first we're just going to dig cat holes off, off in the woods away from camp. And then we'll eventually dig the slit trenches because this was seed camp that I had gone for. And so basically they were just showing me the ways and they had shown me some spots to bathe in. But every time I tried to go to these spots to bathe, people would show up. So I'd get all like uncomfortable, self-conscious and just not really adequately bathe, you know, like it was like I could never really I never really felt comfortable, like really fucking washing my ass, you know, or taking my top off. So one day I had devised a plan to bathe at camp when everyone was away. And I had taken my little hoe bath, and then I was like, yes, I have plenty of time. I'm going to shave. So I started my little shave process. I pulled out my aloe. I had my heated water still for my bath. So I did my armpits, and then I did my legs. And then I was like, okay, now it's my private parts. I was like, okay. So I like listened quietly, made sure there was no like hippie motion nearby, make sure I still had time. And I was like, all right, cool. So I pulled my swim bottoms off, lathered up with my aloe and just started to shave. And right at that moment, I heard at first what I thought was a random hippie just, tramp just trampling, stampeding through these fucking bushes. And then, a, then logic kicked in. I was like, wait a second. A tiny mere human could not get through that fucking thicket. That is some thick fucking brush. And I was like, oh fuck. That's a fucking bear. 
Oh shit. Oh fuck, what do I do? Oh fuck it, here's my heartbeat. Oh shit, it smells my fear. What do I do? So I grab my pants and my razor. I run into the tent quietly, like quietly tiptoe run to the tent kind of thing. And I sit there and I'm like waiting for this thing to pass, just like just naked with my fucking skivvies in my hands. And I'm like, this is, is this how I go? Is is this what's gonna be on the is this what's gonna be on the tombstone? Like couldn't hack it as a hippie, died shaving her bush. <laughs> <laughs> Week one, day three into the gathering, I was like, I can't stand the hair anymore, man. I just gotta cut it all off. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like at that moment, that was like, okay, it's safer for me to bathe in the groups versus going off in the middle of nowhere off to the outskirts of the gathering to bathe at camp it was like it's so much safer so i actually got over like my fear of nudity then just because it's the safety in numbers you know so as a female that whole like that whole rapey vibe it's also like eliminated by sh like showering in numbers you know so it was like logically i was like yes it's safer but it was like so funny because I was like, I could see like my pendant on my chest just kind of like beating out. I was like, fuck, it hears my heartbeat. Fuck, it can hear my fear, dude. It's like, yeah. Lessons from the bears. Lessons from the bears. You know, I saw a t-shirt with a dancing bear on it and it said, what do you do if you see a bear in the woods? Play dead. Yeah. There was a bear at Georgia vision council that kept raiding our tents one at a time every night mm -hmm. and one night we heard a rumor that a bear may or may not have stolen a wheel of cheese that may or may not have had a sheet of acid on it and so i'm just wondering what kind of confused bear there must have been that night and the subsequent day mm -hmm. probably turned into one of those grateful dead dancing bears run into that bear now and he's like well, i've been on camp. tour for a few years now seed camp typically the bears are still around and by the time that we finished up with seed camp, everything's in place. All of our noise and drumming and movement and smells in the woods pretty much chases the bears off afterwards. That's why it's important to get the, the, the heart pit going early so that you can get the drummers going because they, they beat out a go-away bears. They beat out the snakes, too. Huh. Yeah, so they beat out the snakes, too. The snakes don't like the vibrations of drums. We had yeah. um, a snake in Georgia that bit a dog, I believe. Dog was, you know, protecting a child or something like that because mm -hmm. the snake was right in the creek right by Kid Village, and they packed up and left pretty quickly after the 4th. I think because of that, they got a little spooked by the venomous snakes. There I think was... that we got the dog under control medically, but it was touch and go, and it was real scary. There was a gathering in Apalachicola when Apalachicola first started to gather. Um, there was a lot of snakes. And I definitely removed my fair share of snakes from the trail just so barefoot hippies don't step on them. Mm -hmm. Like, there was another moment at that gathering, too. I, I remember it was like there was no wind. It was so hot, so hot and humid. It was like no good swimming holes nearby either at the gathering. So there was no this where you could just get in and refresh like we can here. And I remember... At one point in the day, I went up to a tree and I gave it a hug. I literally gave the tree the hug and and said to it, oh, thank you for the shade that you provide for me, for, for the cool relief, you know? And at that moment, I felt this perfect cool breeze just for this millisecond brush by me, almost as if the tree had said, thank you, you're welcome, kind of thing. Hi, cat. Hi. We were going to the regular kitchen. Me oh. and Skip. Yeah? Yeah. You want to come with? No, not right now. Maybe later. Okay. You guys doing a... Huh? Yeah. Do you want to let us know what's going on? Yeah. Do you want to do a little... Do a little talk? Do you have time for a little talk? No. Um, me, me and Skip are really... Okay. Maybe later then. Yeah. When we come back, we'll stop by again. Okay. And how, can how old are you again? Five? Okay. Okay. Super speed runs! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Too cute. Childish interrupt us. Uh-huh. Are you guys doing a talk? <laughs> Actually, that's exactly what we're doing. Um. Yep. Shoot, what were we talking Oh, snakes. Snakes. <laughs> the spooky noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I remember when I got that little burst of breeze, it oh, was yeah. really as if the universe said, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for appreciating me. Thank you. You know, like, mm -hmm. it was, and then it was just hot afterwards again. Like, that was, like, the only breeze. <laughs> like, just that little millisecond. But it was almost as if the, the tree had acknowledged that I'd given it a hug. I hug, I hug trees all the fucking time, you know? So it's like... At my first day cola, there was a woman who was trying to um, organize on the spring equinox uh, uh, a mass uh, sensual event with the trees. She wanted everybody to go masturbate to a tree. Oh my goodness! And and have like a pagan sex ritual thing. Oh my goodness! Um, I, I I don't think anybody else ended up doing it, but I did hear that she <laughs> she went and humped a tree knot. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she was one with the earth for the equinox. <laughs> There's a. There's an indigenous tribe somewhere in the world that humps the mound where the males will go out and seed the earth with their seed. Like literally like make a pocket pussy in the earth, like dig a hole and then just, you know, back and forth, back and forth until they climax. Just like that's dirt hole. That's some fuck for the forest shit right there. Yeah, that's some fuck for the forest shit. Like, like legitimately, <laughs> like they're providing nutrients back in. I don't know. It's weird. Take that, Onan. Yeah. Yeah, so this <laughs> stuff occurs throughout the world. Even not, not even just Rainbow Land, even though you would think it's just stuff that you find in Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of snakes, we had learned a lot about snakes at the Columbia Gathering. We had like seven different kinds of venomous snakes on that site, and like mm -hmm. three of them could kill you before you got to a doctor if you weren't careful. Yeah. And so, luckily we didn't have any snake emergencies, but we learned all about it. We learned that the snake venom suction kits were all but useless. Yes. And uh, we learned that one of the better things that you can do is keep the snake bite uh, wait, under wait, the wait. heart. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me, let's go back to the snake suction okay. uh, bite kit thing. So have you seen that movie, The Package? Uh-uh. Oh my god, it's this stupid Netflix original movie that is fucking hilarious. It's a giant dick joke. Like, even the cover oh, of the I've movie is an eggplant. Uh -huh. Like, the cover's just like a purple eggplant. <laughs> you know, like dick emoji. Uh -huh. You know, and it's called The Package. Well, at some point, the whole, I don't want to, I'm going to spoil the fucking movie, but it's so someone funny. Someone gets bit on the dick by a snake, and yes. someone else says, you have to you have to cut an X on it and suck it out, and instead the person goes back and says, friend, you're going to die. No, close, oh, okay. but no. So, well, the beginning of the movie is a couple, like, teenagers, college kids go out to get drunk. They're underage. They're not 21 yet, but it appears that they might be out of high school. It's a little iffy. Um... But either way, at the beginning, they're out camping in the woods, and this guy's out there peeing off, peeing off into the dark, and he's playing with his fucking little switchblade, switching it back and forth, and someone comes up and spooks him, and he severs his wiener. Oh, no. Very beginning of the movie. He gets uh, medevaced for surgery, and they hand him a cooler with the penis in it, and when they wake up in the morning, they were supposed to have already hiked down when he was medevaced out. Well, they wake up in the morning, and go to drink a beer and realize that's not beer, that's the penis. So now the whole movie is them trying to get this penis to their friend in time before it withers away and it can't be surgically replaced. Don't you just love Netflix originals? Okay, so in the process of this journey of getting this dick to their, their friend, um, it gets bit by a snake. The snake spooks them and they throw the cooler and then it fucking bites this wiener. The severed wiener mm -hmm. and and then they're like oh my god we gotta get the snake venom out of it so one of the buddies decides to suck the penis for the venom that's in it and when they get to the emergency room later they're like oh it got bit by a fucking rattlesnake but don't worry i sucked the venom out and the doctor's looking at him like you fucking retard like ew gross and that doesn't even fucking work that's just putting the venom into your mouth you know, it's not actually removing the venom. You're just contaminating two people now. <laughs> it's like, so those little suck kits that's like, they're ineffective. They're not. We got we got to put that movie on the bad movie night list for everybody's Zoom. It's such a great bad movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, brief brief non-commercial interlude. Uh, if you go to everybodyszoom.info, uh, you can join the family on Zoom on Monday nights for bad movie night. 
and on Sunday for brunch and Friday evenings for happy hour and all kinds of other stuff that we got going on there in the thing. Uh, you can see a calendar also when you go to everybody'szoom.info. So that's our 24-7 place where the family can commune virtually when they're not in the woods. Um, yeah, so we learned that the snake bite kits are totally useless. Oh, and, and then something, what was number two and number three? There's three things you do for snake bites. Um, or three things you learn. The snake bite kits are useless. Well, and and, and we, we also learned not to try to suck the venom out, and that can also just cause an infection. Um, we, we learned to uh, keep the bite below the heart, if possible, as low as possible, because it slows the venom going up the bloodstream to the heart. And, um, and so what we would try to do, we had a mule that we had reserved for the purpose of emergency snake bite, and we had rented it for the entire month, and we were just keeping it at the side of the gathering. So if someone got bit by a snake, we would get them onto a stretcher. Um, Tig was sleeping on an army stretcher, and we were going to requisition it for the purpose. Get them onto the stretcher, get them onto the mule, and start taking them to the hospital while someone ran ahead as fast as they could to alert the one doctor in the tiny town of three hours hike into the jungle um, that we were coming and to get the snake bite venom. And in the meantime, we would have a Sharpie ready so that the snake bite victim could be every 10 minutes circling the, the, the um, area that inflammatory was yeah. area so that they could see how fast it's swelling up so that the doctor could see what, how much anti-venom to use. And they also wrote down as much detail as they could what the snake looked like so you could try to figure out exactly what snake it was that bit them. And so in the meantime, we would have people walking the person as fast as the, the mullah would go into the town. Um, so that was our emergency evac plan and uh, that and a lot of prayer. But luckily, we didn't have to dip into it. But have we did learn that a Sharpie is one of the most useful things you can have for a snake bite. Mm -hmm. And writing what time it is when you draw the circle. You draw a circle and then you write what time it is. Have you encountered any other kind of wild animal other than bear or snakes? Or scorpions. Yeah, I mean, like you know what I'm talking about. Big game uh -huh. animals. Not personally. Predatory. There was animals. there was there was a pig running around the Columbia gathering, but it was a little pig. We, How many we... times have you been to Ocala? Ocala just once. Okay. Seven years have ago. Have you heard the rumors of the panthers at Ocala? No. So, um, they exist, but they're rare. But they do exist, and there have been rumors of people actually seeing them at night on occasion. Well, seeing no one a big was black cat in the black dark at Ocala. Sure, kid. <laughs> right? I mean, but you gotta hold weight to that. Is it in fact their territory uh, for cougars? Oh, that's you know, a fun for, ghost story. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a little rainbow rumor there for Ocala. But <laughs> I've actually encountered a cougar, not at Rainbow, but during the off season, during the winter time, making my way back east for uh, Ocala, towards Ocala. I encountered a cougar at the Earth Dance Music Festival in Laytonville, um, but I never got her number. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking the four-legged feline panther variety. You know? Yeah. 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 It was um, kind of scary. I met a baby kangaroo. At, at, I think at the Washington gathering. I would be scared of a mom. It was Milo's mom that had a baby kangaroo. It was a pet marsupial. Mm -hmm. And it was just adorable. A joey. Yeah, a joey. A joey. Yeah. And um, let's see, I've seen a couple of little pigs once or twice at gatherings, pet mm -hmm. pigs. They had a pet goat at goat camp for a <laughs> little while, I think at the Oregon gathering. I think they didn't eat it. They talked about eating it, but I think it went home with one of them. Okay. Yeah, they're good pets. They're kind of like dogs. Uh huh. They can be very good pets. Uh huh. I mean, they're still assholes because you know they do the, like the whole knee ramming thing, but they're good pets. And then of course you know an endless stream of kittens, but very few cats. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few people that has cats at gatherings, mm -hmm. you know. But I bring my cat with me differently than people. That let, I don't. I don't let them free roam. I don't let them free roam. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, shoulder cats look too much like appetizers. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. My cat was a shoulder cat, and his first uh, nationals, there were so many dogs. At one point, I went to go put my pack down, and he peed. He was like, please don't put us down. <laughs> he was like, he was scared. So I make sure that he has a carrier for a safe space. And Loki would let me pull him on the wagon. This guy hasn't gotten there yet. Uh -huh. So one day he'll graduate to where I could just like strap him onto the wagon on top of all of my gear and just make sure it doesn't tip. <laughs> you know? 
You, you met any more unusual pets in the woods? Pet rats? Kind Seen of a unusual. pet rat or two? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not in abundance, but they're around. Those, those um, have an even lower success rate than pet cats, I'd imagine. Actually, no. No, not at all. They stay very close to home. They're right, very, they're always up a sleeve. Yeah, they're up a sleeve, in a pocket, in a beanie. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty tiny little... Purse pets, uh -huh. pocket pets, you know, and you can train them to where they won't pee or poo in your pockets, you know. So that's the time that they go off to scurry away is when they have to go make their tinkles or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I imagine if we had a lot more free roaming cats, <laughs> those pets would. I, I hear at the Italian gathering a couple of years ago, they had a whole bunch of free roaming goats and sheep just wandering around the mountain. Mm -hmm. And of course, they were safe because. Italian gatherings are, are actually all vegetarian, and they didn't have any roaming pirates that wanted to poach a sheep for dinner. Mm. <laughs> they don't have the roaming pirates like we have? Well, they do have a pirate camp, but their pirate camp is way civilized, man. I went to the pirate camp at the Polish gathering to see what it was like, and we were drinking port wine and playing chess. Oh, very civilized. And they, and they served us some tea with real milk in it, which wasn't vegan. Oh. <laughs> Pinkies it's it's up, like bitches. their A camp is a satire of ours. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, A camp still serves its purpose. You know? Like. Sure. Although, it keeps it out of the actual forest. Although, it. you know, a, a, the real A camp is, is, is kind of... Um, stepping back and getting old and the the younger kids the front gators have have took up the helm for like over a dozen years and even they're kind of sort of um not coming around as much anymore and sometimes the hobo alley thing takes it up but there's definitely space for that function and there are different people at different given times that take up that function of being both the alcohol filter and the the first encounter for people from town to scope them out and see if they should send them into the gathering with a hug or maybe keep them here and drink with them instead and not send them into the gathering mm -hmm. and yeah there's definitely a function there yeah yeah definitely yeah and if i ever want a drink i could just go down it's a rarity but i can just go down and have a drink you know uh-huh like so that's nice because, you know, drinking by myself at camp that one time, like, I mean, I drink so little, uh -huh. you know? Yo, quit shredding that tent, Shredder. The fuck, <laughs> man? Nighttime, he's starting to wake up. All right, well, thank you so much, and we will take a pregnant pause here. The 49th Rainbow Family Gathering in the Carson National Forest is officially over. Roughly 5,000 people from all across the country spent the 4th of July weekend camped out in the forest. Attendees say the gathering is a way for people of all backgrounds to celebrate peace and inclusivity. Though the group does have a history of drug use, leaving a huge mess behind and in some cases even violence. As of now, we have not received any reports of bad behavior happening at this gathering. Several people are staying at the campsite to help clean up. Well, have you been doing since then? Well, I hate to admit it, but I've been in D.C. Yeah. Anyway, so they asked me if I would be the incident commander on this, this gathering. And right on. Do they, do they still have Tony on incident command in New no, Mexico? No, he retired. Really? Yeah. Wow, what do you, who's the guy that they have now? Uh, it's going to be me to go to New Mexico, but then I actually live in Pennsylvania, so I said, well, just let me stay here. And then a guy named Tommy Bars, I think he was the office chief last year. Oh, Tommy Barr? Was that whatever happened in Idaho? Yeah, I think whatever happened in Idaho. I don't think I got it. Yeah, I didn't, didn't need him, the so. full story. <laughs> anyway, on that, so he's the IC now. Tommy is in, in New Mexico. Okay, cool. And I was able to stay here because I'm from Pennsylvania. Right on. Does Do the forest still have the Leanne Martin? Martin? Yeah. Oh, no. She's uh, in Missoula now. Okay. In Missoula? Yeah, she's a regional forester in Missoula, Montana. Awesome. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Do you still have Sherry Toon? No, she retired as well. Okay. We have Jamie <laughs> Davidson. Don't know her. She's a nice lady. She oh, was okay. actually, you probably didn't know her. She was. The, uh, deputy Forest Supervisor in Wisconsin. 
Okay. Right, no, I, I might remember meeting her then. I know Sherry Toon because she sat with us when back when her district was like the Mendocino National oh, Forest yeah, yeah, and we yeah. had a nice circle and okay. gave her a macaw feather to take for her trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she's uh, she retired since then. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, we chatted with Dale, and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure he told you what we talked about. But anyway, I, I, I hate the telephone game. You yeah, can just no, go ahead no, and say no, it. Okay. No, All right. What you <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a bunch of people in these woods with varying abilities to relay messages. Uh, so go <laughs> ahead and assume no one knows anything. All right. I know. What's your name? I'm <laughs> What's your name? Uh, I'm Ray. Ray? I'm Bill. Thank you. Bill Mickle, good to meet you, sir. Yeah. All right. If you don't tell me your name, that's fine. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I just want to introduce myself from IC and just right want to establish uh, some communication with each other and, and some transparency and kind of, you know, let you know that I'm approachable and okay. um, I'm willing to work with you guys if whatever, um, if any issues creep up. Um, you know, we're not here to, to uh, ruin the fun or, you know, and we're not looking, we're not going to be, um, what the word I'm looking for is. That's good to hear. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm having so, a lot of fun, and yeah, I really yeah, appreciate it. You know, we, we, you know, we <laughs> want to respect your right to be here, but at the same time, we have a job to do as well. Sure. And um, you know, we're not planning. You know, we're going to treat you guys like we treat everyone else. It's a business of forest, and go by the same laws and rules and discretion that we treat everyone. Cool. We love the same First Amendment that applies to every American. <laughs> Amen. So, um, and I'm, you know, so we're here just to to uh, chat with you and. Your side, you know, your perception. And if you My have perception any is it's a beautiful camp out out there. Everyone seems really safe. We don't have very many fire pits, and the ones that are are very safe with water and shovels near them. Um, we've been watching out for each other. We haven't had any emergencies, thank goodness. Hi. Good. Now, I hope that's how it continues. And Same. We all have a able to interact with each other respectfully, and then we part ways as friends. So that's that's really my and everybody leaves here safely, and, and that's that's my only really uh, my goal in this thing. Awesome. So. Uh, that being said, do you know Rob? I'm this not is sure. Rob Fallon. He's a district ranger. Rob, I'm Adam. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Ray. Ray. Rob Fallon? Rob Fallon. Right on. And what's your position? I'm the district ranger. Okay. Good, good to meet you. Beautiful. You know, I was going to talk far. to you about, uh, about being here. Uh, <laughs> You're blessed to get to experience it more than I, I do. I am. I get to experience it every day. This gentleman, um, here he is. Foley is on uh, on our district staff, recreation specialist. He spends quite a bit of time out in the woods, mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to bring him along uh, just to have a conversation with you or whoever. Right on. Well, usually the correct answer is everybody. Josh, hi. Mr. I'm Beeping? Adam. Yeah, I think we met other day. Yes. <laughs> is it on video or is it just taking snapshots? It's on video. Okay. Welcome home. Hopefully it continues on that. Do you guys have any concerns that we could like address or take back to the camp and ask how people want to address? No, I think our resource crew came out and chatted with the folks that were on. The only, the only thing, and I'll be honest, the only thing we see is the permitting issue. Mm -hmm. we're, you know, other than talking about the permitting <laughs> issue, I don't have Go. any issues. And if you do have issues, mm -hmm. you need to let me know, and I'd like to work it out with y'all totally. before escalating it. I think it was fun. <laughs> so one of the things that's my personal favorites when this topic gets brought up is actually what we were able to work out with Leanne 11 years ago, mm -hmm. um, which was that we had the operating plan, it's usually written, you know, where we discuss certain to make it specific for the site and then we sit in a circle and see if the circle wants to agree to it without putting pen to paper and that way we can sort of follow the tradition of our kind of way and you guys can understand that you've spoken to rainbow in the way that they can best speak to you and that we all have the same goal of protecting the forest okay, i'm not going to speak for, for rob you can go ahead and i definitely want to met Joe. Joe was uh, um, he was our resource team and he had a team of specialists out earlier in the week and they developed uh, a 
there's a there's some national model. I'm, I'm not altogether familiar with it, but there I could probably is a, a, a kind of format that you use. Yeah. I worked with Leanne. I've been the ranger for 15 years. So we worked out the typical operating plan with yeah. Leanne over many days of council, and ever since then they've used just about take that one and update it for the current site, but it's, it's mostly similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's that was one of my that was one of my uh, first one of these things, and I sat in that circle with her. It was. Pretty cool to see everybody respecting each other's ways of having to do things. We understand y'all got a piece of the paper. Uh, you, it's really important to you. Um, and uh, also, we are hippies, and we feel weird about pieces of paper. So, you know, we all really care about this forest, like a lot. And, like, definitely want to be on the same team to keep it safe and happy. So in terms of your, your resource guys.
Square. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, I've uh, fulfilled all my obligations and uh, done all I need to do. And uh, nothing else is required of me. So here I am. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square, it's the uh, fourth and final uh, Tuesday of uh, February of Black History Month. And uh, uh, going strong, it's, you know, I could do this for uh, months. But... Um, we, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, did I tell you that Lent was, uh, started? Yeah, so I'm a weekend, man, I'm, uh, of course, by the sound of it, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <coughs> uh walking a little taller, I'm, uh, you know, talking a little softer, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thanks for doing what you gotta do to do. Welcome. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Kill him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Does a vigilante man? Why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land. Every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice and easy. But there's just one thing, you see. We never, ever do nothing nice and easy. We always do it nice and rough. But we're going to take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're going to do the finish. Rough. That's the way we do Proud Mary. story now. Left a good job in the city. Working for the man every night and day. And I never lost one minute of sleep. And I was worrying about the way the things might have been. Big women keep on turning. Ooh, the proud Mary keep on Rolling, rolling, rolling on a river. Rolling, 
Sounds great on this end. Okay, I don't want to get this too close. Let me help you out. Let's see. That might be good. So why don't you guys, uh, why don't you, let's you and me play and see how that sounds. That sounds uh, sounds right on. It okay. sounds right on. So we're um, yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna move that microphone a little bit. Yeah. Which one? The uh, banjo. Banjo. Yeah. I can't get it down anymore. Yeah. See, it's too. The mic stand is too tall. Um, we could we could try again. See, I didn't realize that when we switched. But it should be kind of like right here. That's unfortunately. The mic should be kind of about at this level. Don't you know? Let's see about that thing now. bassiness out of that thing. And you should get some of the bassiness in the guitar too. You might have to just boost a little of the bass of the guitar too. Moonshine band. Moonshine. Get the mic. That's my favorite thing to do. Uh -huh. 